Sindhu Adamajanara Bandhu Sri Guru Karuna Sindhu Adamajanara Bandhu Lokanath Lokarajivana Lokanath Lokarajivana Prabhupada Doya Deho More Padachaya Prabhu Kuro Doya Deo More Padachaya Hebe Gas Gusuk Tribuvana Hebe Gas Gusuk Tribuvana Srila Prabhupada Pasita Pavana Srila Prabhupada Pativana Prabhupada 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 Raya Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Iti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Goravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatadeshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vashadi Gora Bhaktavrinda Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vashari Gora Bhakta Vrinda 
Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vashari Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nitai Gora Haribo 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 Gora Haribo Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Pad, Jaya Prabhu Pad, 
Maranja Asto Tarasata Shri Shimad is divine grace. Shila AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The Savior of the universe. Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai Um Vishnu Pad Paramahamsa Paravijaka Charanja Asto Tarasata Shri Shimad is divine grace. Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada Ki Jai. Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai. Sri Namacharya Sila Haridas Takur Ki Jai. Rayam Sikao Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sri Doita Gadadhar Shivasani Gorbakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Sri Radha Krishna Gopanath Shaimakunda Radha Kundagiri Govardhan Ki Jai. Sri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sri Prabhupada's Transcendental Book Distribution Ki Jai. Sri Prabhupada's Transcendental Book Distribution Ki Jai. Shila Prabhupada's Transcendental Book Distribution Ki Jai. Shila Prabhupada's Transcendental Prasadam Distribution Ki Jai. Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Sri Sri Chota Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Sri Sri Radha Govindaji Ki Jai. Sri 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 Baladev Jagannath Baladev Subhadra Ki Jai. Sri Sri Balagornitai Ki Jai. Shimati Tulsi Devi Ki Jai. Grantharaj Shimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shamavira Bhakta Rindaki Jai, Gaur Premanande. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Jai Radha Madhava 
Prayam Sakao Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasudhi Gorabhakta Rindaki Jai Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopagobana Shaima Kunna Radha Kundagiri Govardhan Ki Jai Srila <coughs> Prabhupada Ki Jai Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Gaur Premanande <coughs> All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamaniti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Goramani Pacharine Nirvasesha Sanyavari Paschata Deshatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So I thought it was 44 We can do Either one Let's do them all Let's do them both Oh, I've got Auntie Leela. This is the wrong book. This is Auntie Leela. Do you have an Adi Leela? Do we chant the verse? I chant or do we chant? Okay. Malimana Shumara Nahi Rajadana Palapula Diakari Punya Uparajana Mali. Should I chant it? How do you do this? I just chant it three times? Should I chant it three times? Or, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll do the word the word for word now. Mali, gardener, manusha, man, amara, my, nahi, there is none, raja, kingdom, dana, wealth, pala. Fruit, <clears throat> Pula, flowers, Dia, giving, 
Kari Du Punya Piety Uparjana Achievement <coughs> Translation This is Lord Chaitanya speaking this. He's, he's being quoted here. I am merely a gardener. I have neither a kingdom nor great riches. I simply have some fruits and flowers that I wish to utilize to achieve piety in my life. So please repeat. I am merely a gardener. I have neither a kingdom nor very great riches. I simply have some fruits and flowers that I wish to utilize to achieve piety in my life. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In performing welfare activities for human society, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu presents himself as being not very rich, thus indicating that a man need not be rich or opulent to act for the welfare of humanity. Sometimes rich men are very proud that they can perform beneficial activities for human society, whereas others cannot. <clears throat> a practical example is that when there is a scarcity of food in India on account of meager rainfall, some members of the richer class very proudly distribute foodstuffs, making huge arrangements with the help of the government, as if merely by such activities will, people will be benefited. Suppose there are no food grains. How would, the rich men, how would the rich men distribute food? Production of grains is completely in the hands of God. If there is no rain, there would be no grains. It's like you, people used to say, no pain, no gain. Well, no rain, no grain. <laughs> That's a good one. And, and these so-called rich men would be unable to distribute grains to the people. The real purpose of life, therefore, is to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Rupa Goswami describes in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sinhu that devotional service is so exalted that it is beneficial and auspicious for every man. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also declared that to propagate the Bhakti cult of devotional service in human society, one does not need to be very rich. Anyone can do it and thus render the highest benefit to humanity. If he knows the art, Krishna, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes, part as, takes the part of a gardener because although a gardener is naturally not very rich, not a very rich man, he has some fruits and flowers. Any man can collect some fruits and flowers and satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead in devotional service. As recommended in Bhagavad Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam, Yome Bhaktya Prayachati, Taraham Bhakti Upritam, Ashnami Prayat Tatmana. That's Bhagavad Gita 926. <coughs> Excuse me. One cannot satisfy the Supreme Lord by his riches, wealth, or opulent position, but anyone can collect a little fruit or flower and offer it to the Lord. The Lord says that if one brings such offering in devotion, he will accept it and eat it. When Krishna eats, the entire world becomes satisfied. There is the story in the Mahabharata illustrating how by Krishna's eating, 
the 60,000 disciples of Durvasamuni were all satisfied. Therefore, it is a fact that if by our, if by our life, pranai, or wealth, arthai, or by our intelligence, dia, or by our words, vacha, we can satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead, naturally the entire world will become happy. Therefore, our main duty is to satisfy the Supreme Godhead by our actions, our money, and our words. This is very simple. Even if one does not have money, he can preach the Hare Krishna mantra to everyone. One can go everywhere, to every home, and request everyone to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Thus, the entire world situation will become very happy and peaceful. Om Agyante Marindasya Gnanjananjalakaya Chakshu Un Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Shtapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadanti Swapadantikam Panchakopa to Rubias Cha Kripasinupevicha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasati Gora Bhakta Rinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, once again, this verse, Lord Chaitanya is, is uh, uh, speaking. He's being quoted here as saying, I am merely a gardener. I have neither a kingdom nor very great riches. I simply have some fruits and flowers that I wish to utilize to achieve piety in my life. So the purport of uh, this verse is that we don't really have, it can be used uh, two ways. Uh, First of all, we don't really need a lot to perform devotional service. You see, we really don't need anything. We really don't have to possess anything because we can use, as it's said here, we can use our thoughts, uh, what money we have, uh, and our words, our actions. You see, we can, so by our thoughts, our actions, our words, and if you have money, you can throw some of that in too, you see. So sometimes uh, we find ourselves uh, very expert at coming up with excuses, you know, why I can't do service. Uh, well, I don't have any money. I don't have any time. Uh, I don't have any resources. I don't know how to do it. You know, I remember when I was the uh, Pajari here, I would try to recruit people to come and help on the altar. And I, let me tell you, I heard everything you can imagine. You know, the, the Pajari's here at all. You know, I broke a nail. Uh, the mail was late. I can't, I, can't, I can't go on the altar. The mail was late, you know. It may rain. <laughs> you know, can't go do, go do book distribution distribution because it might rain. You know, so uh, so we hear all these excuses now, uh, but these are all smashed here by uh, Lord Chaitanya's comment and Srila Prabhupada's purport, where it says we really don't need anything because every one of us is able to speak. You know, or we can find some fruit and flower. A flower, you know, that we can offer. See, we can make our lives pious by offering uh, 
something, something. Our words, our actions, you know, if we only have uh, a dollar, well, give a few cents. You know, give whatever you can. It's not the number that pleases Krishna. What is it is that's being said here? Patram pushpam palam toyam. Is it that Krishna is saying, I'm hungry? Go get me a flower, fruit, water. He's not saying that. He's saying, I'm hungry for your love. I want to taste your love. That's what I'm looking for, the taste of your love. That's what Krishna, that's what turns Krishna on. That's what he's searching for, you see. That's his um, desire. I want to taste your love, you see. It's just like we were studying in the Bhagavatam verses. Um, Krishna put the residents of Vrindavan into such um, anxiety so that their love would come to its full capacity. They would be loving Krishna so much because they're, they're thinking, oh, my Krishna is being killed by this gigantic snake. You see? Uh, we may, uh, at a time like that, our love will, will come to its highest level. When we, when we think, we, we may take something, a relationship for granted, but when we think it's about to leave us, we think the person is in the hospital uh, you know, in intensive care and about to die, then our love, you know, oh, no, I can't live without this person, you see. So Krishna is performing these activities and the residents of Vrindavan, their love is starting to boil. It's at, the, it's at the high point, you see. Why? He wants to taste that love. He wants to taste your love. <clears throat> so I was talking with this nice devotee yesterday who called to discuss uh, my class. And, and she's been having some, some great difficulties physically. And we, had, we got into this, this discussion um, of how sometimes Krishna acts in different ways to help you bring out the, the love that you have for him. It may be <clears throat> one way for you and a different way for you and a different way for me, you see. But he will, after some time, once he sees your sincerity... And he, and he sees, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a child when a child is trying to walk, but he can't walk yet. The child, the father sometimes will put out a finger and the child will grab his finger, you know, and he'll hold the child up while he walks, you see. So the, the, the parent will help the child try to learn how to walk. <clears throat> so we've forgotten how to love. Um, people argue about that. No, I know how to, no, you don't. You don't know how to love. Anybody in this material world, if you're here, you are not a lover. You know, uh, you forgot. So Krishna will help you once you decide, and you have to decide, that this is what I want. I want to learn how to be a transcendental lover. I want to love Krishna. I want Krishna Prem. The desired success of my efforts of chanting Hare Krishna is Krishna Prem. I want pure love of Godhead. That's what we're all here for. Well, that's what we should be here for. Ultimately, that's what we're looking for. I want the ultimate love of God. And that is the only real love. And everything else is like some imitation, you see. Now, some people challenge, they may say, oh, wait a minute, how can you say that there's no, there, if you're in this material world, you don't know how to love? 
All right, let's just retrace 60 trillion years ago. Here you are in Golokabrind, you're in Gokul. You're in Golokabrindavan with Krishna. All right? Now, let me, let me paint a picture. Can you imagine if you're in a relationship with a spouse? You have a spouse. Okay, in this material world, you've had a spouse. For 30 years, the two of you have been married. For 30 years, you have given everything you possibly can to make that person happy. And you thought things are going really good. You thought the relationship is sweet and it's going to last for eternity. It's going to last forever. Right? You've put your heart and soul into making that person happy because you love them out of your heart. You truly love them. And then one day, out of the clear blue, that person looks at you and says, I want to date other people. How does that make you feel? What did that just do to your heart? The person that you've been loving as much as you possibly can love says, I want to see what, what else is out there. I want to see if there's anyone better than you. I want to date other people. That's horrible. That's exactly what we did. 60 trillion or whatever years ago, here we are in Goloka Vrindavan, and we look at Krishna and said, I want to see if there's anything better than you. You know? I want to see if there's a higher taste than you. And I want to enjoy without serving you. I want to serve me. I start wanting for me. And now, my dear Lord, you're no longer in the center of my universe. I am. I'm in the center of my universe because I've got to go out and see what I can find that's better than you. You see? Do you see the cold nature that we took on at that moment? That's not love. In other words, that's pushing somebody aside. It's just pushing them aside. Can you imagine if you see a dear friend walking down, you're on this end of the hallway and they're on that end of the hallway and you're walking towards each other and as soon as you get up, instead of embracing you, they just push you aside and keep walking? Can you see the cold nature of our so-called hearts? We're capable of doing this. We are capable of looking the Supreme Lord in the face and say, I want to date other people. I'm walking out on you. I know you gave me the best years of your life, whatever, you know. But I'm leaving. I want, I want to see if there's something better. This is the nature of our hearts. That's not love. We disqualify for love. We cannot be called lovers. Now, we can be called manipulators because we come to this material world and I may find someone that I want to enjoy. So I may have to even tell them I love them so that I can enjoy them, manipulate them for my enjoyment, you see. And I'll even share some, you know, let them manipulate me for whatever, uh, as long as I get what I want, you see. So there's no love in this material world. There's no love as we devotees know it. We, we define love in a different way, you see. We're not prepared to give all of our thoughts, words, and actions to anybody. 
So this process of bhakti yoga is teaching us how to reestablish that love. We didn't lose it. It didn't go away. It got covered over. You see, it's just covered over. We still have the ability within us to love ultimately. We can do it. But we can't do it if we're going out looking for, say, maybe a, a potential uh, mate that will satisfy my, our desires. I'll feel complete if I do this, you see. In the arrangement between devotees, being married can help the two people. The two people go back to Godhead together, you see. But if all you're looking for is to satisfy yourself, I have to say that that's not going to take you to Krishna. It's not. We have to be able to um, say to ourselves, my dear self, I'm not going to satisfy you anymore. I'm going to satisfy Krishna. I want to satisfy Guru and Krishna. I want, because when you're a true lover, you do what that person wants. Isn't it like that? Isn't that romantic? Romantic uh, is to anticipate what you, what, what your partner, what your, what your lover wants. You've, you've forgotten what you want. You don't care what you want. What you want is to please them. So you're anticipating. That's the most uh, flattering thing that you can do. To con like, it's just like, uh, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but if, if your birthday comes around, and someone close to you gives you a gift. And you open it up and you look and you think, well, that's exactly what I wanted. I, I didn't drop any hints. I didn't, I've just been thinking for a long time that this is what I need. And, and you look at that person and you say, how did you know? How did you know I wanted this? And then you realize you got into my head. You studied me. I'm flattered. That you pay so much, you care so much about me. This is, you know, it gives you chills to think that someone cares that much about you. And you're thinking, I never said anything to anybody. But you figured out what I wanted. You must really be interested in me and my, and my pleasure, you see. So we do this in our relationship with Guru and Krishna. We try to find out what is it my guru would what would my guru uh, what would what would please my guru? You see, now this is very easy with Srila Prabhupada. It's simple: distribute my books, distribute my books, distribute my books. Go out and save the world. Distribute prasadam, Hari Nam. I mean, we can go on and on and on. But you don't have to be. Uh, what do they call a road scholar, or a uh, what do they uh, a rocket a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon, or as some people say, uh, a rocket surgeon? You don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure this out. What you don't? I mean, you really don't even have to have a very high IQ. Okay. I mean, this is real simple. If you read Prabhupada's books, you'll learn how to please Guru and Krishna. Now, if your Guru is not Srila Prabhupada, you can bet that he's wanting to please Srila Prabhupada. 
So it's the same thing. You offer to him what he wants to offer to Prabhupada. It's the same, same. You do the same as if you were Prabhupada's disciple, but you're offering it to your guru who's offering it to Prabhupada. You see, this isn't rocket surgery. It's very clear, very, very easy to understand. So when we think like that, if we want to, if we want to uh, revitalize our love for Krishna, then we have to think about it not just a couple of minutes a day or even an hour a day. We've got to get into the point where it's, it's, it permeates our soul. We're thinking about it all the time. So we start, it, it, generally it's easy to start. The best place to start is uh, with little things, you see. And I'm, I'm not saying that anybody should do, you know, I'm just saying, uh, I'm, I'm saying some things that I'm trying to do that might help you. They may not fit for you. I'm not saying that if you don't do like me, you're, you're in trouble. I'm just saying, let me give you a couple of hints. I'm trying to clean up, and I've spent the last couple of years, and I'm, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life, trying to clean up the bad habits that I have Oh, and, and, and I could say, well, I got these bad habits from other devotees. But that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm trying to get it the way that would please Srila Prabhupada. I don't think I'm doing a very good job, but that's my desire. So I'm starting with little things. Like I'm trying to get out of this habit that we've developed of when we see each other, you see you down the hall, hey, Hari Ball! What should we really say? What did Prabhupada say? Hare Krishna. Prabhupada didn't say Hare Bol. Prabhupada didn't chant Hare Bol in kirtans. Prabhupada didn't close the uh, the kirtan with Jaya, this deity, Jaya that deity. He did. He never ever did it. He never did it. Not one time, ever. So where did it come from? We concocted it. Uh, Tejias Prabhu, my godbrother, he spent a lot of time with Srila Prabhupada, personally being with him. And he was walking in Vrindavan one, one morning. <clears throat> they were on morning walk. Prabhupada's walking. And he tells this story. This person steps out and says, they look at Prabhupada and said, Haribo! And Prabhupada said, don't say Haribo. Do Haribo. Haribo is to do. Haribo means chant the names of Krishna. Okay, look, do it. Hi, Joy, chant Krishna. We're in Kirtan. Chant Krishna, chant Krishna, chant Krishna, chant Krishna. You know, if you do five minutes of chant, chant Krishna, chant Krishna, why don't you just chant Krishna? Why don't you chant Hare Kirtan? Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It's a little longer than Hare Bowl, but it's what Hare Bowl is provoking you to do. This isn't rocket surgery. Now people resist when I when I t 
talk like, even in India when I talk like this. Why? Because you're conditioned. It's what you want to do and you've been doing it. Well, what's wrong with chanting Jaya, Radha, somebody, somebody, Radha, somebody, somebody, Radha, the chant, Jaya, 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 what's wrong with it at the end? I don't know. The devotees, for the most part, in the old days, and Prajapati, you can probably weigh in on this, we weren't so much in a habit when Prabhupada gave an instruction or whatever of saying, well, why not? What's wrong with it? I mean, do you ever remember that happening very much? I don't remember. <laughs> don't do this. Why not? What's wrong with it? You know. Now you can say, well, Prabhupada said, well, what's wrong with it? <laughs> you know. I don't know. I didn't ask. I just followed. I did what I was told to do and, and tried to not do what I was told not to do. You know, call me a brainwashed idiot, but that's, that's the process when you surrender to the guru and sell your soul. And you know, the, you know the story. I'm giving you my life, my heart, and my soul. You know, I'm going to be, become a qualified student because you are a qualified teacher. That means I surrender to everything you say. I'm going to drink the nectar of the words emanating from your lotus mouth. Remember the prayer? You know those prayers we say in the morning? Lotus feet our spiritual master. The only way we can attain pure devotional service. You know? He opens my darkened eyes, which means my eyes are darkened. I'm ignorant. I know nothing. I know zero. Zip. Nada. So whatever I get to know comes from the spiritual master. That's it. I know nothing else. Nothing. I knew nothing before he gave me knowledge. It's just like when you get a new computer, you know, the hard drive is blank. There's like zero data on it. So you start to put data into your computer. So when you become a devotee of Krishna, especially when you become initiated, you have to wipe out this hard drive that, that you have, all the garbage, nonsense that you have in your trashy brain because you've been for countless billions of years traversing this material world with all this conditioning and all these beliefs and all these things you've stood up and fought for that were all rubbish. All the causes that you've tried to uh, represent, all the torches you've carried for whatever. And now you meet the pure devotee, your guru. So wipe the garbage out and let him put in the input. Now, is this brainwashing? They asked Prabhupada. You've been in, back in 1976. I went to New York to help battle the people that were calling us uh, brainwashers. And they had asked Prabhupada, is it, well, some reporter, is it true, Swami, that you brainwash your students? And Prabhupada said, yes. They come to us, their brains are filthy, they're dirty. They must be washed. You know, I would said, yes. <laughs> I can't remember the exact what he said, but he's, yes, the brains are dirty. Material filth, yes, they must be, must be washed. Well, how do you do that? Chan, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. You see. So that's the process. We have, we, we go to Krishna. I don't have anything Krishna, but I have some fruit and some flour. You know, please take this, you know, 
little money I can give you. I can give you my words, my actions, my thoughts. You know, today, I, this week, I'm short on money. I had to pay the rent and my car payment. Boy, so I don't, I, I don't have any money, but I promise to give you all my thoughts and all my words. That doesn't cost anything. You see, we can do that. Well, I have to go concentrate on my job. So some of my thoughts and some of my words are going to have to go to that. But whatever's left over, you see, I'll give to you. And you, and you start to feel, you know, Krishna, I'm starting to love you a little bit. I don't, I don't want to profess that I love you totally, but I'm starting to feel not... I'm, I'm going through the attraction period. Because if you perform devotional service, you become attracted to Krishna, you see. And if you perform it long enough, you become attached to Krishna, you see. If you find yourself in some nonsensical situation that's taken you away from Krishna for a few minutes, you're thinking, I'm not, I haven't been thinking of Krishna. I've been doing this nonsense, uh, uh, income tax. I've been working on my income tax you know, for the last half hour, and I haven't thought of Krishna, and I, and I feel vacant. This is love. You know, do we all know? Can we all, surely all of us in this material world have had, what do they call it, puppy love? Or, you know, new love? When you fall in love with somebody, you're just infatuated. You think about them constantly. When you're driving to work, while you're at work, you're, it's hard to do your job because you're thinking about your, your new lover, you know, the new love you have. Huh? You see? We need to get that way with Krishna. We need to be mushy, warm and fuzzy, loving him, you see, and guru. So that means if we, if we hear that the guru didn't particularly like something, we don't say, well, why not? We say, really? And immediately... That wipes, that cleans your hard drive. Immediately, right, done right that minute. The chanting of Hari Bol. One time, I think Prajapati, you probably remember this story. It was, in, I believe it was 1976 in Mayapur. 75? Yeah, there was a, uh, chanting, and I, and I, uh, well, I won't mention the devotee's name, but there was a chanting down in the, in the temple room. And a lot of, uh, sometimes, in, in those days, Devotees were getting off on Hari Bol, 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 Nitakor Hari Bol, Hari Bol. They would go on and on. And Prabhupada heard this. He was up in his room and he heard it. And he said, Let them chant their Hari Bol, but I'll chant Hari Krishna and go back to Godhead. Now, what does that statement tell you? Chanting Hari, Hari Bol is not going to take you back to Godhead. Prabhupada said, let them chant their Hari Bol, but I will chant Hare Krishna and go back to Godhead. It ain't rocket surgery. You see? He, Prabhupada, had to nip so many things that we were doing, you know. We, the the Panchatattva mantra used to start out, originally it was Bhaja. Bhaja Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityanand. But then Prabhupada heard some devotees and they were saying, 
Baja Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Baja Prabhu Nityananda, Baja Sri Advaita. And Prabhupada's too many Bajas. No more Bajas. Yeah, yeah, they got into the Baja, Baja Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. You know, Baja, Prabhupada said, no more Bajas. Because we were concocting. We're concocting. We're not taking, we're not thinking. We were young, we were new devotees. We we're not thinking, my dear Prabhupada, how can I please you? I'm thinking, I want to show this guy over here and that gal over there how creative I am because I'm a musician. I'm talented and I want you to know it. I, I, me, me, me. Here I am in the center of the universe. You're looking for Krishna. He's not there. It's me. See? So Prabhupada nipped it. No more budges. Prabhupada proved that, though, in a conversation in May of uh, 1977, I think it was May 26, there's a paper I have where Prabhupada said... The following day, Prabhupada told Sudama Maharaj, and Sudama read, related to the rest of the, the uh, actors that went with the New York. You can go ahead and chant the other way if you want. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, but for 10 years, we chanted Jayavakas instead of Sriyavakas. Yeah. Prabhupada preferred Jayadvaita. He did. No, no, that was in the Chaitanya Charita. The, the Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jayadvaita, like that. But in the Panchatapa Mantra, it was always Sriadvaita. Sriadvaita. But they were. But, There was, well, there was a discussion, and I, I have the transcripts of it, uh, where Prabhupada was, uh, they were saying, what about Sri Advaita? Prabhupada said, yes, very good. And then uh, how about Jai Advaita? Prabhupada said, yes, even better. Prabhupada, he approved that. He never did it. He never did it. No. Yeah. Concoct, you see, yeah. So, uh, between Jai and Sri, yeah, yeah. Sri is good though. Sri is Sri Advaita, first class. Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasari Gorbakta Vrinda. And Prabhupada said, in the kirtan, not in the bhajan, but in kirtan, during the arti, that's to be chanted no more than three times. No more than three times. After, after chanting three times, Prabhupada's instruction, then chant Hare Krishna. Nothing else. What's that, Prabhupada? I don't think... Nothing else. 
And nothing, yeah, what do we do after the Maha Mantra? Nothing else. Well, can we chant, nothing else. Well, how about if we do nothing else? But is it okay to, nothing else? He made it very, very clear. It ain't rocket surgery. Yeah, Prabhu? Yeah, well, actually, in Sanskrit, you're studying. It's yeah, but the, you're right. It's it, in the Hindi, which is accepted. Dropping the A is completely accepted, or as a matter of fact, it's most common. It sounds out of place when you're talking to, to you know, to say Prabhupada. You know. It's kind of like it's, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Prabhupada dropped the A on Prabhupada. No, but he said it when he said it. But he never did. He never chanted. He didn't chant the Pranam Mantra to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Don't break into five minutes of Hari Bowl. You know. So now, uh, sometimes I get chastised when I talk like the Jaidwaita Maharaj and I were talking. We, we get ourselves in trouble. We do. We get ourselves in trouble, and there are many others. And Prajapati, I'm sure you get yourself in trouble sometimes. When you say to people what Prabhupada wanted, you see, now, that, sounds, that seems a little upside down. Because if I'm really attached to doing something a certain way, and all of a sudden you're holding up this doggone torchlight of knowledge of something that Prabhupada instructed, which may, might take away what I'm used to doing, I feel very uncomfortable. I don't know if I like you very much. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go tell Joy that you're you're a real jerk. You know, you know what that idiot was saying? How dare him? Where does he get this stuff? Well, he said it came from Prabhupada. Oh, yeah, I'll bet Prabhupada never said that. You know, because we're attached to doing it this way. I'm saying that we should be, become attached to doing it the way that would please Srila Prabhupada. We, we've, we've got to reverse uh, our behavior. I want, I want to find out what does, what does Prabhupada want? 
What does Krishna want? You see, what does he want? I want to please him. I want to anticipate what he wants, anticipate his needs. Prabhupada used to say like that to his servants, learn to anticipate my needs. Don't wait for me to tell you to do something. Use your brains, you see. Exactly, exactly, you see. So we need to develop this mood. Now, I'm not saying that if you chant Hari Bol and Kirtan, you're a bad devotee. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you do a whole bunch of jayas at the end that you don't love Prabhupada. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything negative about anything that you w want to do that you're, that you're doing now. If you feel that you just can't live without it, Please continue. Thank you for coming to Kirtan. You see? When I hear nonsense, sometimes I hear some real nonsense in Kirtans I travel around. I think, well, at least, at least he's singing. At least he's here. That's, that's sweet, but... And I think, should I say that, you know, that's really not... I think, you know, I'm really feeling kind of chicken today. I don't have much backbone today. I'm not, not going to say it. And then later on I think, well, how is this person going to know? You know, so you've got to stick your neck out sometimes and say, FYI, just in case you want to know, this is, the, this is what Prabhupada said. This is the way it should be. But I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. I'm not saying you're in Maya. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying it. And... Uh, Please don't be offended if I say something that Prabhupada had indicated or, or say how things were. How can we be offended? Prajapati just told us a story of what happened in the beginning. How can that offend you? How can you be offended at him when he tells you something, a historical fact about the early days of the movement? And how, some, how can that possibly ruffle your feathers? I don't understand that. You should say, really? But I'm not criticizing you if you don't say, really? Wow. You see, just don't become upset. Don't become offended. Jad, wait tomorrow. I said, he says, that's what he's telling people. Please don't become offended. Now, he said, I will not be offended or even upset or even critical if I'm in a cure time that has something in it that I don't approve of. I promise I will not be offended or become critical. And in exchange, I beg you to please not be offended or critical when I walk out the door, when I leave the kirtan. Okay? You have the right to do what you want to do. I have the right to leave. So let's not go to war with each other. Let's not go, harumph, look. You see him run, walk out on the kirtan? He's not going, harumph, do you hear how that idiot was doing kirtan? Okay? No war. No war. You do what you want to do. Let others do what they want to do. If somebody says, I can't take this, I'm leaving. Okay. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. You see? Live and let live. But if you want to change, go for it.
Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Almost all the time. Like every two mantras, we're onto a new melody. It's like, okay, I'm leading. I want to show you how many melodies I know. I bet you I know more than you do. <laughs> I've been listening to you. You only know about 12. I know about 30, and you're going to hear them all right now, buddy. The purpose for that, the reason why he wanted the melody chanted, he desired it for 20 minutes all the way through the arti. Why? Because this is mantra meditation. You start out with a tune, and the tune intensifies as your meditation intensifies, and it intensifies. And at the end, it's just so intense, it's bouncing off the walls. Now, you can alter it slightly, change a key a little bit, swing it this way a little bit, swing it that way a little bit, and then maybe change it almost all together at the end, you know, like at the end you can go into a different melody to close the kirtan, you know. But you don't, you, you, it, it, when you're, you ever notice, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but you'd be in a, in a kirtan someplace, I may be somewhere, I don't know where, you know. I was recently at a temple, I won't name it because I don't want to do that, but I was at a temple and this kirtan leader started out chanting in the uh, arti and I, I, was, I was thinking, what a beautiful voice. This what is, is Indian body devotee, sweet voice. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be sweet. And I love that melody. And like after three mantras, we, we shift over to a whole different melody. And I thought, well, I like that one too. But it was just starting to get into this one. So here we go for about three. And then we shift to a whole different one. And I thought, oh, here we go. You know, here we go. You know. So, isn't it fun, though, to lock into a sweetheart of a mantra, a melody, and just, if you listen, you know, again, I don't want to sound, I, I know I'm sounding critical, and I don't mean to be, but if we read the books and listen to Prabhupada do it, he doesn't change melodies. Prabhupada starts out, with the RT, he's chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare. And at the end, he's intense. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. It builds. The intensity builds and builds and builds, you see. And it's just like you're locked into it. Now, I'm not saying that if you want to change the melodies every three or four times, I'm not offended and I'm not going to criticize. We're just saying things that Prabhupada wanted, okay, that's all. Yes, Prabhu? I think, I think also tying a misunderstanding of what Dharma Vinci was doing, tie in with, with, with that, you know, Krishna is a direct one of the, I, I, I know I've been guilty of this before, it's all, I think with most devotees, it's, it's about the mood that, that you get the song. Like, you know, I'm, I respond more with, you know, a loving exchange with someone, you know, clearly time Right. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an art. 
Yeah. Well, and there's an art. There's an art to correcting someone. You know, I mean, there is. Now, um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm. I, oh, well, that's it. Yeah, and and we need to learn that as devotees, as sincere devotees. Not only do we need to learn how to take it, but trust me, in years to come, you'll be looking for it. You'll be begging for it. My sannyasi godbrothers, I asked them, what, do, what should I do? I used to, you know, they would just tear me up, you know. And they weren't, there was no art, you know. You fool, why are you doing that? Oh, yes, Maharaj, what should I do? Well, you ought to do it this way. Yes, Maharaj, thank you. Change right then, immediately. Vishnu John Maharaj, 1973 or 74, I'm in Chicago, the old Evanston Temple, putting on, putting on my tea lock in the bathroom. In comes Vishnu John Maharaj. You fool! What are you doing? I'm putting on my tea lock. You can't do it in the bathroom? It's an offense. Get out of here. Yes, Maharaj. And I never did it again after that. And I was not angry at Vishnu John Maharaj because five minutes later he was telling me a joke and we were laughing. Life went on. I learned something. That was what we used to call mercy. He gave me his mercy. You see? And we want the mercy of the devotees. Mercy, knowledge. Now, nowadays, if you do like that, you might, you know, the devotee's going to pull out his cell phone and start calling his lawyer. I think I've got a case here. You know, this guy. What, what happened? Well, he, he yelled at me. Well, how did that make you feel? Very uncomfortable. Not only was it his tone, but he made me feel like I was in Maya. <laughs> made me feel like I wasn't a good devotee at all. <laughs> you see what I mean? So, and I'm, 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 I'm just joking. You know, not everybody is like that. But we need to learn how to take it on the chin. That's how you learn sometimes. If, if we all think that Prabhupada corrected people by saying, hey, you're a sweet devotee. You're no yes, you are. You're a nice one. Yes, you are. But I just had one little thing that I would want you to change maybe. If you can, if it's, you know, if it's all right, you know, if it won't bother you or upset you or offend you, could you please do this instead of, you know, like, you know, don't eat that meat anymore. If it's okay with you. No. You know, Prabhupada would, the leaders, the people that were around him would say, that's nonsense, stop it. And he would get a lot, much heavier than that. But you can hear on, the, on this tape, this Japa tape, Prabhupada is chanting, you know, sit properly. You know, he didn't say, oh, Prabhu, if it's all right, would you mind sitting a different way? No, sit properly. And the devotee that he said that to, I'm sure, was not offended. And people say, well, but that was Prabhupada. I don't have to take that stuff from you. Okay, you know, whatever. The purport of this verse explains that. 
because I want to do what Krishna and Guru want. And I'm angry at you because you are trying to get me to change what I want to do. You see, like I say, look in the center of the universe. Who's there? Ain't Krishna, it's me. See, there I am. But if I want to put Krishna in the center of my universe and someone says, you know, uh, Krishna likes this or that, you say immediately, really, Krishna likes that? Yes. Oh, immediately I want to give that to Krishna. You know, wouldn't you do that way? You know, you're aspiring for Ritatwaj Maharaj? If you heard, if he's coming into town, you know he's coming into town tomorrow, and tonight you're shopping, you're shopping, okay? And you had heard that his favorite fruit is the star fruit. The star fruit are very rare. But here you are in some, you know, let's say Whole, Whole Foods, and they've got these nice, big, organic star fruit. Now, you might have tasted star fruit before and hated it. You know, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm allergic. It gives me hives. But you're going you, to get that nice, beautiful star fruit, maybe three or four of them, and present them to him, aren't you? That's anticipation of what he might like. We're doing it for him. I don't like them, but I'm buying them for him. You see? In other words, I stopped doing for me. And I've got to be, uh, have this desire to always polish my Krishna conscious. We're always sharpening the blade. We want to keep our, our Krishna conscious blades razor sharp. We want to be our best. If you're a lover, you want to be your best at loving. If you're a, a lover of God, you want to be by far, ultimately, your very, very best. So if you follow that train of thought, it's taking my mind off of me, what I do in my image. If someone comes up and says, you fool, you don't do it that way, and I'm th- I look around, oh, you said that in front of all the other devotees. That's false ego. That's false ego. You say, thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. Don't let yourself uh, get all upset or whatever like that. Unless the devotee's nonsense, if they don't know what they're talking about, you know, then... But before you get emotional, you might want to check it out with someone who's your authority. You know, you know, this Prabhu told me this morning that I shouldn't do this or that in the Pajari room, and uh, I was wondering, you know, is that correct? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. That's okay. You get another authority. If it's coming from your guru, you don't do that, though. But if it's coming from a devotee and you're thinking, well, I don't know, but so let me get a second opinion before you erupt and get all hurt and offended and bothered and you see you may find out that they're right and you might have just improved yourself which is what we want to do we want to get sharper and better yeah but you may get a second opinion and that person may be somebody that really knows and you know and they say well no that's not true that that person's mis- misunderstood something that Prabhupada said 
you know, and then now you've got two, now you want, might want to get a third opinion, you see. Yes, Prabhu? Yeah, he's a, he's a bozo. He's in, he's in Maya. Don't listen to that guy. Now, that's, that's the intelligent thing to do. You know, I heard this morning, uh, this, that, and that. Oh, who said that? Never mind. We're, we're working on the statement, not the person. Because even if you get uh, knowledge from uh, a person that may not be uh, very advanced... If it's true, you should take it. Johnny Capondit says you should pick up gold even if you find it in an unclean place. When you find gold in a latrine, you grab that gold. Knowledge is worth more than gold. If you can get real knowledge to help you be a better lover of Guru and Krishna, you want it. If it comes from someone who's your junior, it doesn't matter. If you have two pieces of gold, one of them was, is just out of the, 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 uh, the factory where they poured the gold, and the other is uh, something that was just picked up out of the toilet, and you wash them both off and you move them around, like, can you tell them apart? They're both gold. You see what I mean? Knowledge is worth more than gold. Once you get it, you've got it, and you can act on it. It can improve your relationship with Guru and Krishna. So you may consider the source of the knowledge that's being imparted to you and check it out. But it, we should have a, enough of a loving relationship with all of, all of us, with each other, that we don't get upset. We don't. And we'll talk about that in other classes. There's a method that we can train ourselves on how to react you see, how do we react? You can't control anything in this world except one thing, your attitude. That's yours, control. That's part of your free will that Krishna gives you. You have the choice of how you react to anything and everything. It's yours. It's all yours. Nobody can take that away from you. Okay? So if you, if you can think like that, then you can, uh, you can steer your life, you know, like the captain of a ship steers a ship, or like you drive your car. You can steer your life that way. It's not easy, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I'm just saying that's the truth. You can drive your life. You can drive how you react to everything, and if you want to, you can choose to be always happy, no matter what. Because you've got Krishna and he's got you. So let's wrap it up. Oh, good. One more.
Yeah. Right. That's not prior to losing my identity and to start having issues. So I'm not telling you this because I'm being restricted. I'm telling you this because this is the standard that's been set. Yeah. And that is my goal from from this to the other. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to <clears throat> we shouldn't have to add those disclaimers that I'm not saying that I'm there yet. I'm not saying that I'm a perfect devotee. No, I'm not saying I'm pure devotee. No, I'm not saying I'm a more advanced than you. All these other disclaimers, but Prabhu. We don't put the book on the floor. We don't take the bead bag into the bathroom. We don't put on tea lock in the bathroom. We don't take the tea lock in the bathroom. We don't use water from the bathroom to, to mix the tea lock. We don't do that. Now, if you want to do that, that's your free will. But I felt required, a requirement, to tell you what was told to me. You see? And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and the knowledge that we're, that, that's imparted to us in a situation like that is the valuable thing. That's the, it, because once you get knowledge, you're, you're a different person. It makes you a different person in a way, depending on the degree of the knowledge, the importance of the knowledge, you see. So it's very valuable to, to learn something. It's far more valuable to get the knowledge than to have it told to you in a proper tone of voice. You know, now you may still insist, no, if you're going to give me knowledge, you better be smiling and you better give me a little bit of praise, you know, before you let me know that I don't know everything. You see what I mean? I mean, maybe you need to hang on to that. Maybe you say, look, if you're going to approach me and give me knowledge, you better be sweet, you know, better get on your knees, you know, or whatever. You better treat me with respect. I don't deserve respect. I can't demand people to treat me with respect. I don't deserve respect. I walked out on Krishna. You know, 50 trillion years ago, I just up and walked out on Krishna. I just said, hey, I'm going to go, I want to go date other people. After he'd given me Everything. Everything. I had nothing that I got on my own. Nothing belongs to me. It all came from him. Nothing but love for eternity. And I stood up and walked out. I don't deserve an ounce of respect. And I'm not going to ask for it. Now, I think that uh, in, in saying that, uh, I don't think that others have the right to say that. For instance, I don't think Nityananda Prabhu has the right to say, I don't deserve respect. Yes, you do. You're the temple president. I respect you at that position that you have. I respect you as being a devotee of Krishna. You see, I can respect others. I can respect, uh, uh, we respect someone who's a disciple of Prabhupada. Well, he, this, this person is a sannyasi. This person is a GBC. 
I see that there's their due respect. When you look in yourself, get honest with yourself. You know what you did? You turned and walked out on the Supreme Lord. Now, I'm not going to, I don't have the right to say, well, he did too. <laughs> well, so did you. No. Let's take me out of the center of the universe. And I, I know what I'm capable of. I'm capable of walking out on the Supreme Lord when I'm looking him in the sweet face. Can you imagine? Think about that. When you get some time today, think about that. You're looking in the sweet face of Krishna. And you left. You weren't thrown out. You left. Now, get over that and get your position back. Don't lament. Don't lament. <laughs> but remember those words of Lord Chaitanya? Considering self oneself lower than the straw in the street? You can do that if you think of what you're capable of. So we need to get away from that. Let's, let's become good lovers, sweet lovers of Krishna. And that means of his devotees as well, you see. Let's have a